0: This is Last Drinks
1: Podcast, a new conversation about how to navigate an awesome life without alcohol, reframing the cultural norms around alcohol in our lives, and hosted by me, Maz Compton, sober since 2015. Hey friends, welcome to Last Drinks Podcast with me, Maz Compton. Thanks so much for um, reaching out. It's been lovely connecting with some of you guys and gals uh, through Instagram. We're Last Drinks Pod on Instagram. If you want to send a message, uh, let me know your story. If you want to share your story on the podcast, please get in touch. Um, this beautiful little community is growing, and it's just really—it's encouraging. Um this is, you know, my passion project. Sobriety is something that I really believe is. It's on the table for everyone, and I really truly believe that your best life is a sober one. I just do. That's just how I feel about it. And in the almost eight years that I've been sober, I have had lots of time to reflect and think about the things that helped me when I decided to go sober. Think about the things that didn't help me when I decided to put down the drinks. And so this week's episode is based around Some things, I guess, to safeguard your sobriety. So if you're having thoughts of sober curiosity and thinking, I want to put the drinks down for a little bit, have my last drink and see what's on the other side of that, that's an excellent decision. And I congratulate you on having those thoughts. The next step is actioning those thoughts. And it's really daunting. I think back to when I was considering not drinking and I would just have this like, Intense fear in my bones about what will I even do? How I at the time I couldn't even fathom a day without alcohol. I really had become dependent on it, and so I didn't really have a handbook or much of a guide. I sort of made it up, um, but what I found. During those first few months definitely is there are some things that I, you know, really wish that I had have done more or had have um, known about sooner. And so I've put together a list of things that are helpful. So another way, I guess, to express what this episode is about would be, here are the mistakes that you shouldn't make when you quit drinking, Um, But I don't want to focus on the negative. I don't want to look. I think if you quit drinking, you can't, there's no mistake, but there's things that you can do to safeguard your sobriety and to reinforce that decision. Here's the first one. Plan it. Plan your sobriety. Whether it's the date, the amount of time you want to initially quit, start on a particular day know how long you want to attempt to do this for and have a plan, at least have a plan, start with a plan. Um, I think that that is really important. It makes it a decision then that you are conscious about. It makes it then a choice that you yourself are on board with because you've premeditated it. You have pre-thought about it. You have planned for your last drink and your impending sobriety so to have a plan around it I think is key it's really important Um, you could go one step further and write out a goal write down a date put it in your calendar and really you know mark and honor the moment that you are going to be sober and I think have in the back of your mind a period of time I say three months is a good way to start. Um, one month is great. Any time of alcohol is a good time <laughs> for your brain, for your body, for your relationships. But I think 3 months is a season. And so a whole season of life without alcohol is a really good start to your sober journey. Plan it. Even though coming to the point of sobriety can be really challenging because first of all you have that initial admission that things are not going well, that alcohol is having a very negative impact on your life. Your thoughts may be deeper and more confronting than that. You don't want to live this way anymore. Your life is turning into a steaming pile of crap because of the choices that you're making, because of the effect and influence that alcohol is having in your life. Don't Do it alone. I call it the buddy system. You know, when you're in kindergarten and you got to cross the road and you gotta hold someone's hand, you gotta find your buddy. It's like when you start working out at the gym, the advice is find somebody to go with, find a buddy to be accountable to that's going to support you, that will show up with you, that will help you. Quitting drinking, it's the same idea. Find a buddy. Now, this buddy doesn't also have to quit drinking at the exact same time as you, but you need to find a buddy who's going to support you in your choices, who's going to respect your choice to not drink and who's going to help you stay true and accountable to that decision. It's the buddy system and it works. You do not have to do this alone. You might feel so alone right now But I can guarantee you there are so many people who have felt how you feel and there is freedom from that loneliness on the other side of your last drink. That I know to be true. So even though you might feel alone, there is a person you can call. There is a friend that you can find and it may even be a call to Beyond Blue. It could be a counsellor. It could be somebody who you've known since kindergarten or who has unexpectedly shown up in your life. Do not feel like your sobriety is a burden. It's not. Find a buddy. You don't have to do this by yourself because it's, it's really, really hard and you're going to need support. And that means letting someone in. There's another side to this and I don't. You know, I don't want to say that this is not the right thing, but some people blast it all out on social media. I'm going sober for a whole year and, you know, whatever is going to work for you is great, but I would just say, try not to put too much pressure on yourself by telling everyone what's going on every five seconds of the day. I would make yourself accountable to yourself and someone who you trust and love someone who you can be honest and vulnerable with and someone who you know will support you in your choice. So for me, when I realized I had a dependency on alcohol, that I was a very high functioning, alcoholic dependent person, I decided to tell my mum, which was really hard and she was shocked. She just had no idea which is fine. I hit it really well, but I was really honest and I rang her. I was living in a different city but I rang her and I told her what was going on. And she just said, well, she's like, I'm really proud of you for making this decision to manage your relationship with alcohol and I will support you in whatever you need. What do you need? And I said, well, the next time I come over to visit, let's not drink wine at lunch. And she was like, Okay. And my mum still tipples in champers with the girls and she might have a wine occasionally and she doesn't do it around me. And that, especially when I first decided to stop drinking, that was really important. And I really honour her for respecting my choice and shifting her behaviour to not trigger me and shifting her behaviour to honour the choice that I was making for me. So I told my mum... And I told my boyfriend, who I'd been dating for about six months, and that was a really tough phone call. Again, we were living in separate cities, and so we would, you know, hang out. He'd fly down. We'd hang out. It was the honeymoon phase. There was lots of going out and dinners and late nights and bars and booze, but I called him and I just laid it out. And I was like, hey, I know we've only just started dating, but things are getting serious and I have all of these really amazing feelings for you. But I also need to tell you, I think I have an alcohol dependency disorder and I want to reframe my relationship with alcohol. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I know that something needs to change because I can only see this spiraling into a big mess. And I just need to know how you feel about that. And he was so amazing and supportive and on board. And he just journeyed with me. He just held my hand And was like, whatever you need, let's do that. Let's do this together. And he's like, I can support you in that choice. Absolutely. So don't think like you have to do it on your own. It is really, really hard. But when you can, I guess, make help yourself by telling one or two trusted people who can journey with you, remind you why you're doing this, it's to find your better self to make the best choice for your life, that is going to be so helpful and powerful in moments where you might find things a bit tricky. A thing that isn't helpful that I would advise you not to do once you decide to go sober is don't compare your journey to someone else's, which is borderline impossible in 2022 because social media is just a big comparison fest really. But I would advise you to just not go searching too far for other people's stories but create your own. So there's that fine line between inspiration and finding things that other people have done that are helpful and then it can switch into, oh, but that didn't, that wasn't true for me. And all of a sudden when you switch into that gear, When you start comparing your journey to someone else's, you can kind of fall into this trap of not thinking that you're doing a good enough job when if you're not drinking, you're doing an amazing job. You're doing an incredible job. You're honoring your choice. So just be aware that inspiration from others in a sober community is so valuable and so available and so supportive and helpful But just be mindful that it doesn't switch over into comparison where you might feel like you're failing at your own journey, which again, if you're not drinking, you are not failing. Something that came up for me when I first stopped drinking was quite unexpected, but I found myself apologizing for not drinking. So I didn't completely cut my social life off. And become a recluse, although I'm kind of a recluse these days and I love it. But at the time, you know, I had this really great radio job, which was very busy and I was out at concerts and I still went out and did my social calendar. I just decided to do it without drinking alcohol. Now that might not even be a a good strategy for you. Maybe you do just need to call your jets on the social calendar and have some time at home and that's fine. But I didn't want to stop socializing. So I would socialize and not drink alcohol. And I found myself in this groove where somebody would say, oh, hey, can I get you a drink? And I go, oh, no, sorry, I'm not drinking at the moment. And I was constantly apologizing and saying, oh, sorry, I'm just not drinking tonight. Or I'm so sorry, I'm having some time away from alcohol. And this apology was biting me in the butt <laughs> And it took me a while to get it and eventually I changed my language around my rejection of alcohol and made it more powerful. So instead of apologizing and saying, no, sorry, I'm not drinking, I switched my language to, I'm good, thanks. I'm good with my choice not to drink or thanks so much, I'm not drinking. Thanks so much, I'm having some time off. And I took out the apology. Because ultimately, I was not sorry for not drinking. And I encourage you to be aware of the language around how you're framing your choice with others and just be mindful not to slip into this powerless place where you're apologizing for your behavior. You don't need to apologize for your choice to find your best sober self, you don't owe anyone an apology because you're making a great decision in your life. So I would just encourage you to be mindful around the language that you're using and choosing when you're communicating your sobriety to other people. And I really did find that when I switched my language from apologizing to embracing, people backed off a little bit. People weren't so, oh, just have one. Like, oh, don't worry, just start again tomorrow. Because I was so strong, when I stopped apologizing, I kind of had this strength and this, I use the word power, but it was like this conviction that I was really sold on my decision, not apologizing for it. And that speaks volumes. I think people can tap into that energy and see, like, oh, this girl is strong and she, she's really not drinking and, and that's, okay, I'm going to accept her choice rather than counteract it and try and derail it or undermine it. My final sobriety safeguard is around the idea of time. <laughs> when I was thinking about quitting drinking, I legitimately was like, what am I going to do? I couldn't think of a single thing. And alcohol had crept into my life and it was something that I was doing nearly every day. It was something I was doing to excess. It involved every engagement on a weekend, every afternoon after work, um, some evenings, holidays, everything. Everything I did had this. Common denominator of alcohol. And when I was thinking about not drinking, I was like, oh my God, like, I don't even understand what I'm going to do with my time. So, my safeguard sobriety for time is find something that you're interested in and start doing that. And it's almost this it's not so, it's not cut and dry, replace one habit with another, but in essence, it kind of is. So all that time that you're at the pub coming up with app ideas with your friends and thinking that you're funnier than Hamish and Andy and you should have a radio show, I've had that conversation so many times, you can replace that behavior, that drinking behavior and that banter with something else. I'll run through a little list of things that I tried. I kind of used that first month of alcohol as like a self-experiment on finding stuff that I want to do. I tried meditating. I joined a gym, F45, and I started working out heaps, which was awesome. On the weekends, I started hanging out with my girlfriends in the mornings rather than the evenings. So instead of catching up for wines in the afternoon, I was like, why don't we get up early and go for a sunrise walk along the beach or go for a bushwalk and you know, take some snacks. And so I would just do my friendship social stuff during the day. I started baking. I definitely journaled. I gave myself a fitness challenge actually, and I decided to do a fun run every month for that whole year. So each month I would find like there's a running calendar and I don't know if you're a big runner or not. I I wasn't really a big runner, but I loved the idea of fun runs like the color run or The rock race, which is the ridiculous obstacle course race, which is less of a race and more like wipeout. And then I would, I did like the Sydney Harbour Bridge run. So I just signed up for a fun run every month. And that was a really great little goal to have ticking along in the back of my sobriety journey. So I was doing my fitness stuff at the gym, but I was also doing these sort of little goals, these little fitness goals every month. But then I was trying other stuff too. I started a blog. I feel like I cleaned out my closet a lot. (laughs) I went through my clothes every couple of months and was like, oh, I don't need this anymore. Oh, this is too big now. And I feel like I did a lot of cleaning. I probably did like a year's worth of spring cleaning in that initial year that I went sober. But that started off with like having the time to go, I'm going to go through the pots and pans in the kitchen this weekend and see what we don't need. If you've got life admin to do, quit drinking because you will get your life admin done. And I think in general, like over that first sort of 31 days that I didn't drink, I just had a really open mind about trying new things and some of them stuck, some of them didn't and that's okay, but I got through that initial shock of well, if I'm not drinking, what am I going to do with my time? By just finding things that I really enjoyed doing. And so for that season of life, like the one thing that really carried through was the gym. I really became passionate about fitness. I found a beautiful community. I actually even opened my own gym. And the only reason that I was able to do that was because I wasn't drinking. The only reason that I had the time, the energy and the money to start my own business was because I wasn't drinking. So I encourage you, safeguarding your sobriety by finding cool stuff to try is a really good way to overcome that vacuum of time that may look so overwhelming and so daunting. They are the main sobriety safeguards that I can give you to encourage you on your journey. So let's just quickly do a recap. Planet, definitely. Mark it in the diary, set the date, give yourself a time frame that you're going to be accountable to not drinking. Tap into the buddy system. Tell someone and realize and really understand that you do not have to do it alone. You can tell one person, you can tell a handful of people, but you don't have to do it alone. Inspiration, not comparison. So if you're searching online for other stories to inspire you. Keep them inspiring. Don't start comparing journeys. This is your journey. This is your story. No one else will have this story. It's your unique expression of sobriety. Don't apologize. You don't need to say sorry and don't be sorry. And finally, go and find some cool shit to do with your time. I'll definitely be doing a follow-up episode because there are so many other ways you can safeguard your sobriety. I thought that This would just be a really great starting point. I don't want to overwhelm with too much information and too many things to try. So these are the sort of the big ones uh, that I feel are really important for people who are starting their sobriety. If you are into your sobriety journey and you've got something you'd like to contribute, please let me know and I can do a follow-up episode with some more stuff. I hope you found this helpful. I'm so enjoying doing this podcast and I'm so grateful for just how much support I have in this project. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I hope that what I've said helps someone. I hope that something lands in your spirit, resonates with you, encourages you, inspires you, or that you pass this on to somebody and it can help them. And remember, be kind to yourself. Because you're a good thing. Thanks for listening to Last Drinks Podcast. If you love this podcast, then subscribe. For more inspiration and to reach out, you can follow us on Instagram at lastdrinkspod. Hold up.